Thank you, Lord. You know, it is nice to see a bunch of people we hadn't seen for a while, you know, with the stuff that's been going on. There's been people that couldn't come, shouldn't come, and uh, things that things were different, and people were back. Amen? It's good. And, and pe- more people should come back. So if you know somebody ain't come back yet, tell them come back. Tell them we miss them. Right? Call somebody if you hadn't seen them in a while. Tell them. It's, I know what, Brother Moore is going to be here. It's Mother's Day Sunday. Boy, Sunday would be a good day for the church to just be packed out. Right? We still got room. Tell people to come. Amen? If there, you know, if there's somebody, yeah, and we've been keeping track, trying to, you know, we try to see people. Uh, look through the crowd and notice people that we hadn't seen in a while. And we try to get a hold of them as we can. Um, but, you know, a lot of you guys know them. So help. Help. <laughs> help us. Help us. All right? But, you know, there's a lot of people that want want to be back. Maybe they don't know that, that some of the restrictions have been lifted and they can come back and be more comfortable and things like that. Or maybe they don't know that it's okay to wear a mask and they can still do that too. So, you know, we're not... We're equal opportunity Christians. Come on in. We'll just love you. Amen? Glory to God. Let's look at uh, 2 Peter 3, start verse 9. You know, I was, uh, I was uh, at a place this week, and I was talking to someone, and I was talking about, actually, they mentioned that they needed to get back in church. Now, they weren't somebody from here. And uh, and I just listened to what they said, and then they said, but I thought after that, you know, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You don't have to be, go to church to know God. And I just listened. And they know me. They know me well. They know what I do. They know they know everything about me. Or not everything. They don't want to know everything. <laughs> even, even Kim doesn't want to know everything. <laughs> she knows more than she wants. <laughs> but they know me well. And, you know, I, I was quiet to myself, and I, and I just thought about what they said, and I, walk, and I walked out. And I got in the truck, and God said, you can't leave that there. And, and you know, he was right. You couldn't. And I was sitting there, when I was sitting there, I was trying to think, okay, what do I need to say to her? And so I prayed a little bit. Remember, we talked about this just a few weeks ago. Let's get the word from God. And then take it to the people. Let's just don't say what we want to say. I spout it out of our mouth. Well, you do too need to go to church. Everybody needs to go to church. You've got to go to hell. Don't go to church. <laughs> nobody wants to hear that message. It's been preached a billion times and nobody's ever liked it. Right? There is a way. And so I, I, I got quiet for a minute. actually drove off and drove back. And I went in and I, and, I, and I talked to him a little bit. And I said, you know, there's things that you can't get. And there's things that you can't give if you don't spend time with God's people and in church. And we talked for a while, and and God and the Lord helped me. And you know, I'm expecting that they'll change their opinion now. But what was sad about it is that that's too many people saying that. And the other thing is, there's too many Christians okay with that. You know, we can get comfortable with people not making it to heaven. And I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good to get comfortable with. I mean, we can watch TV and we can see somebody did something that's just horrible and immediately we'll judge them to hell. When God would have us pray for them. Because no matter what they did on this earth, they could be forgiven. 
And they could, they could, they don't, you know, people don't want to go to hell. They, they don't want to be there. And we should not want them to go there. It should be a big deal to us. And, and as things open back up, what kind of church will we be as the people come in? Well, what kind of church will, we, will Faith Life Church be? And I'm talking about the whole church, but just our church. What kind of church will we be? Will we be the one that loves them, invites them? Will we be the one that thinks about what we're going to say before we say it and, 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 and takes away the chance of condemnation? Will we be the one that just by our action, you know, if and I did come out and watch the, some, some of the people that were helping Steve plant flowers, and you know, Kim was right, they were having a good time. That's it, weird to me, but they were having a good time. You know why? Because they were around one another. That attracts people. There are things as Christians that we should be and do all the time that is attractive to people who don't know Jesus. Amen? I never did read a verse. There we go. Second Peter, what did I say, 3, 9? The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. You know, I know people, I've, and I've, since I've been teaching Bible studies and doing everything else, and even after I came to the church here, um, I hear it all the time. God's just got to come back. We just need God to come back. This place is such a mess. We just need... You know, that's not why he's coming back. <laughs> he's not just going to get to the point someday where he runs out of mercy. You know, he's, he's not. There's never going to be a day where he says, that's it, I'm coming back. I'm so tired of these people. I'm just coming back. That's not why he's coming. That's not how he's coming. That would not be victorious, first of all. So it's not really a godly way to put things amen to get out of something we don't like when we were designed to be there in the first place right we're trying to get out of witnessing to people god put us in front of because we don't like the people in front of us (laughs) okay i've done that how about that none of you have ever done that because you just jump right in right but, but there's too many things that God asks us to do, whether it's people-oriented, whether it's will you come to the church and plant flowers this week, will you, will you be on the parking lot team, would you come help Richard and Marsha on the clean team, would you, do, you know, would you do, you know, a lot of people say, well, what's that like compared to leading somebody to Christ? It's the exact same thing. That's what the body of Christ does. It works together to accomplish the will of God in the earth. And this, this tells us the will of God. The will of God is that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. Right? And then the next verse. But the day of the Lord will come. And and I think that it was good that this was in here because people, we need to realize there is going to come a day where it's time. He didn't run out of mercy. He didn't run out of patience. It's time. And there's coming a day when he is going to come back and the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and all the works shall be burned up. There's coming that day. We should not be willing for somebody not to know Jesus on that day. Amen? We should not, be, we should not even be close to willing to think that somebody that we knew or were near to did not know Jesus, and we didn't go back in and say something. We just let it go. Well, what, if, what if you just let things like what I heard go, 
and they get further and further away from God because that's what you do when you don't go to church. I've not gone to church, so I know. I spent years not going to church. And now I, you know, I can be like Brother Moore. He spent years not speaking in tongues. Now he spent years speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is better. I spent years not going to church. Now I've spent years going to church. Going to church better. Amen? And, I, and I've experienced both. I was stupid and I was wise. Now, I'm not ashamed to say it. I, got, I was so stupid I couldn't even tell how stupid I was. I made all kinds of excuses just like this why it was okay for me not to be in church. Even, even on Resurrection Sunday, well, I don't go the rest of the year. Why should I go there? It's hypocr- I'm just a big hypocrite if I do that. You know what? That's, that is a commandment of man made up, not in the Bible, and stupid. Okay? And those are, those are things we should be unwilling to hear and we should definitely be will, unwilling to say, but unwilling to let the person that said it, Lord, help me to show that person something else. You may not have one word that to say at that moment, but God could help us show that person something else. Look at verse, the next verse, whatever it was, 11. Seeing that all these things, let's just go back to what the verse, don't go backwards, but the verse said, but the day of the Lord will come. So this still is concerning the day of the Lord. Seeing then that the day of the Lord will come and that all shall be dissolved, what manner of person? This is what we got. This is what me and you got to think about. The day of the Lord is coming. You're saved. This, he's not asking should you be saved. He's asking what manner of person should a saved person be? What manner of person ought you be in holy conversation, in what you say to other people, and how you act in this earth? And it's important. Our actions are so important. Our heart mixed with our actions is the love of God in the earth. If we give heart to everything he tells us to do and we do it in that heart, we will always be in the will of God. You'll never miss it when you do those things. Because, because you're putting your heart to what he told you and, and, and you're doing it. You know, a lot of people say, well, I did what he told me to do. No heart, you didn't do it. You know, people say, well, obedience is better than nothing. You know, it's, it's okay, but it's not what he's looking for. He wants our heart. He wants our heart. Our heart and our actions have to combine to do the will of God. Otherwise, you're just doing what God said but not willingly. And it won't attract anybody. If you do things, if we do things with our heart the way God said to do them, our actions will be attractive to people who don't know him. And we will attract people to him. In this church, the, the service teams are designed not only to bring, to bring people together within the church, but they're to form bonds. You form a bond with people in your service team and you do things outside. This is an odd thing to say. Do things outside the church with people in the church. It, wouldn't that be cool? Wow. If you left the church and called people that you went to church with and did stuff. And you know what you'd probably do when you were doing it? You'd probably talk about God. And if you, we used to have Bible study. And, and, and I mean, a lot of the people that, go to church here now or in Florida. They took them a lot of them away from me. 
but a lot of the people that were in my Bible study came to church here when we did. But we used to go places in a pack. I mean, literally, if we went somewhere, there might be 20 or 30 of us. We'd we'd hear about a meeting at a church in some little town, and we'd all load up on a Sunday night and go invade that church. Not not so we could take over, but so we could hear more about We were excited about God. And when we went to the coffee shop, people said, where do you guys go? Who are you guys? And we'd say, we're just people who love Jesus, and we just can't get enough right now. (laughs) Literally, that's how we felt. And sometimes when things slow down like they have this past year, we forget those things. We let some of those things slide. And, and, and we, we, we need to stir ourselves up. And that's one of the things I think Peter was doing when he was talking about this. He said, you need to stir yourself up. He even said it in a few other chapters. He said, he said I'm going to put you, in, as long as I'm in this temple, I'm going to keep reminding you. That's what, that's what Peter said. As long as I'm around here, I'm going to keep reminding you. What is he going to remind him? He's going to remind him that you add to your faith and your brotherly kindness and your patience. And I don't even know how the order it goes. And well, I know what the last one is. It's love. Because you've got to add that to everything he gives you. And, and what he was saying was, I want you to remember, this is who you are in the earth. And as you walk this way, you'll never fall. And in never falling, you'll attract others to the goodness of God. Why? Because everyone else is falling. The things that we do with our heart, those actions that we do with our heart, those are eternal actions. Everyone in here can feed people. Everyone in here could go on a uh, with Convoy of Hope and help people uh, rebuild their houses. Um, everyone in here could go down to the homeless shelter and, do, and help there. They could go down to, you could do a thousand things. Everybody in the world can do that. But only a Christian operating in faith through the love of God can do it eternally. You can make an eternal difference. Why? Because what you just did was straight from the heart of God. It was straight out of the love of God. Therefore, it never fails. It's always there. It's always out there, and it's always ready for somebody else to come in and grab hold. What The, the rest of it was just a dead work. But works done to the glory of God are living works. And they go on and on and on and on. And when, when we get together as Christians and we go out and do something, and, and, and a waitress's life is affected just because you were a blessing to her and to the group of people you were with, you were happy. How many know waitresses don't get that that often, right? In the world today, there's a lot of unhappy people. And they're not doing happy things. You know why? Because they're unhappy. They don't have the ability to do happy things because they're unhappy. And they're so unhappy they want you to be unhappy. So if you go in there, if we go in there as a group, and you say, hey, let's all get together and let's go to this restaurant, and you got a group of 15 in there, and all you guys do is bless them, and you talk about how good things are and how good your God is, and you're just joyful. You're full of the joy of the Lord. You know why they'll ask you about it? Not because there might have been other table. Didn't even know God that was joyful but it wasn't the joy of the lord the the things of god are attractive because they don't have an end they don't they're not they don't stop they don't they don't have a motive other than love right we're not looking to get extra food or we're not looking to not have to tip you because we treated you nice anyway right 
we're not, our motive was to bless them when we walked in the door. And when our motive is that, we accomplish things that we may not know this side of heaven. But, you know, I, I was always so happy when we would go places with that pack. And people say, where are you all from? I say, well, we go here. We, we went to, I think we must have went to ten different churches that didn't all believe the same. Oh, my. Lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> right? Those, you, you know what we all believe the same? Jesus Christ is Lord. You're saved by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And you all need the grace of God to get there. Amen? And, and we believed all that. And as we talked, we believed more and more together. Do you know that can happen all over? As we interact with each other, we'll draw others in from other churches. We'll draw others in from no churches. But you have to interact with one another. You have to do the things that God's called you to do. And you can't just do them. you got to want to do them in your heart. You know, you can't just get, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't say, you know what, I really feel like God's leading us to go to the coffee shop tonight. God, you're telling me you'll coffee? No, we just decided that's what we were all going to do, and we wanted to be a blessing everywhere we go. You don't need to overthink these things. What we need to do is get out and do these things. It starts right here in church. You do them starting in your, in your service team. If you're not on a service team, you need to be on a service team. It's a good thing to do. You'll get to know brothers and sisters in Christ, and you'll be able to love one another, right? That's, that's our identifier. If you're a Christian, your identifier is you love other Christians. That's your, that's your number one identifier. Well, number two, you love God and you love others. So it's one and two right there together. But I don't think you can separate them because it says if you love God, you'll love your brother. So it's one and one. There we go. Well, I just learned something right there. Thank you, Lord. So what, what manner of conversation, what manner of holy conversation, and what manner of godliness would what should we be having at this point if and if you're thinking that way if, if people are they think well god's coming back anytime maybe he is i don't know that he may be coming back soon he's been coming back soon for the last two thousand some years so he is coming back soon he said it so i believe it but if he is who are we willing to leave who who is replaceable or who is just we don't we don't have to worry about them you know, if, they, if it's okay if they don't go. It, that, that shouldn't even be a question for us. Our, our holy conversation and our godliness, should the, our manner immediately should be, we love people, we're unwilling, just like God is, to see them perish. And we desire that they come to repentance. Amen? And so then we pray and we say, okay, God, help us to be that church. Help us to be that person. Help us to be that part. Help us to be that church. Because if we'll be that church, we'll be, in, we'll be not only in this building, we'll be in other places doing other things, and, and God will work through us, and you'll draw people to you and draw them to the church, well, which is great because then they'll learn about faith, and if this is where they're supposed to be, they're not going to get it anywhere else anyway. This is where they need to be. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. Look at Matthew 5.8. So if, we, if our holy conversation and our godliness is, is, we're, is we're to think about what manner should we have, then, then the first thing we've got to do 
is we got to look at what God said. He said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The first thing you got to have to hear from God, to know what to do, is you got to have uh, no agenda, no motives, a pure heart. You, you got to, you know, I was, uh, years and years ago, this was back before this church, I worked with inner city kids, and we, we, we started with little kids, and we worked our way up to teenagers. And when we got to teenagers, we brought them all to church. We, we'd see them, uh, brought half, half of them home, and Kim said, we don't have room for all these kids. And say, yeah, they'll sleep in the floor. And we had a house full of kids, and we had the rainbow, and that was great. That was great. We, ever had, we had every color in the palette, and it was great. And when they, could, when they didn't spend the night on Saturday night, I got up early because church started early. I would get up early, and I would take my pickup truck, and I would load up as many. I'd go across town, downtown, to get as many of those kids as I could and bring them back to church with me. And one morning I was doing that, and I was, I was just praying and just, I was actually just singing, I think, and just thinking about God. And the Spirit of God rose up in me. And at that moment, I knew I was in the perfect will of God at that moment. And I, and I was. But God showed me, even today, he said, you weren't in the perfect will because of what you were doing. You were in the perfect will because of how you were doing it. You, you, it wasn't, anybody can go pick up kids and bring them to church. But somebody has to have the heart to pick up kids and take them to church. It, it's the heart with, with the action that makes it valuable. And, and that's, that's what we want to do. Our manner of holy conversation, our manner of godliness, we, our manner should be that our, our heart and our action match at all times. Amen? And, and we begin to do things, and, and we'll have those days where, where you, just, you, you, you know in your heart you're doing exactly what God wanted you to do. And that's not what made you so happy because you were happy before that. Why? Because your heart was in what you were doing. It didn't take God to give you the joy. You had the joy. And because you had the joy to do what he said to do, immediately you are now in the will of God. you got people seeking to be in the will of God all the time. They look and they say, I, I feel like I'm just, just I'm missing it somewhere. And, and they just need to go back to Isaiah 1 where it says, if you're willing and obedient, if you're doing what I said, because you love me, with your heart, you'll eat the good of the land. You'll eat the good of the land. And, and that's what he's saying. I, I want people who will do what I say and love me while they do it. And love the people that I say do it with or to at the same time. And when we do that, we, we are in the perfect will of God. That, that's the thing that he desires for us to do. Look at uh, Psalm 19. So how should our conversation go? Psalm 19, 14. Our holy conversation. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The words of your mouth would be the words of God 
The meditation of your heart. You know, the, that word meditation has a connotation. Have you guys ever just woke up and you got a song and, and you can't get rid of it? And then it was you woke up again and it was there all day. And, and sometimes it was a good song. And sometimes it's a song you're sitting there trying to forget. And you sing other songs trying to forget. This word meditation has that kind of connotation. That, that it's, it's a song in you that, that, that won't quit playing. When you're meditating in your heart on the things of God, then the word and, and, and the goodness of God is, is, is playing in you. It, it's, it's playing in you. And, and as you go through your day, you want to have holy conversation? Let the word of God play in you all day. And then when somebody says something to you, it's the word of God that comes out and the goodness of God and the kindness of God. And you don't have a short temper and you don't have a, a bad moment. Right? Because, because you're pondering on the Word of God. And, 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 and as you ponder, you're singing something and you can't get it out of your head. Why? Because it's in your heart. You're not trying to get it out. It's in your heart. And it's coming up out of your heart and you're having the heart thoughts to go along with, with the meditation. And, and as you do these things, then the words of your mouth become acceptable to God. Why? Because what's coming out of you is what's, your, what's pondering in you. Amen? And that, that is our holy conversation. You want to have a holy conversation? Always make sure that the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart are coming together. Because they are, whether you like it or not. If you say something bad, the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart need to change. Amen? If I wasn't in the perfect will of God that day going to get those kids, you know all I had to change is my heart. One little tweak of the heart to where now I'm joyful because this, this is something God's asked me to do. He's given it to me to do, and I began to do it. And so the meditation of my heart was all about God that day because it wasn't, didn't matter that I was driving across town. It didn't matter that they were probably going to need money and we were going to feed them for lunch. All that was what we wanted to do. Why? Because we go around wanting to be a blessing. And, and, and that's what this church is designed to do. It's designed to be a blessing inside and out the church. And as we come together, we, we can do it on such a larger level. We, we, can, we, can, we can change the dynamic of this city and so many others just by putting our heart and action together and, and, and following the will of God. Amen? And, and, and as we as we take the meditation of our heart and the words of our mouth and, and we put them together with God, right? Because what do we want them to be? Acceptable to Him. So to be acceptable to God, that word acceptable means pleasing. So what do we know has to happen if it's going to please God? Got to be in faith. So if you're going to be in faith, you got to have a word from God and then you got to do what God says. So if you're going to do those things, the words in your mouth and the meditation of your heart are going to come together and you're going to begin to do things that you maybe didn't have in mind doing. Because I'll tell you, when he told me to start working with little inner city kids, eh, now nah, you couldn't be talking to me, Lord. No, no, no. I can, I can work with the kids here in the Sunday school class or I can teach adults or, you know what, I could even stay home on Sunday if you need me to. Because <laughs> right? I had done that, so I know you, I know, you know it's okay, right? No. But when he, when he asked me to do it, I, I didn't say no. I, I, in my heart, I thought, that doesn't sound like me, but kind of like Peter, at your word, Lord, I'll do it. 
And when I got there, immediately I knew it was what I was supposed to do. But if we never take that step, you know, well, if it's, if it's not something we like, then we never take that step, then we never get in the will of God, and we miss that completely. And that's not something we want to do, amen? Because why? Because we're doers. We're doers. That, that's what we do. We, we do the Word of God. When it talks about doing the Word of God, what's it talk about in James right after it says, if you see a brother and he's in need, right? And how, how can you call yourself a doer if you don't do anything? Amen? Doers do stuff. Doers don't look for people to do stuff for them. I had to say that because there was people in the church saying, yeah, I need some of those doers. No, you got to be a doer. You be a doer and people will do to you because you're a doer. You're sowing doer seed, doing doer things, right? You can be the doerusty person in the whole earth, and then you can get some doer stuff back to you. But, but if, if, you're, if, our, if our meditation is on what can I get, then our heart's not pure. If, if our meditation is I hope somebody sees me, then our heart's not pure. If our meditation, see, the meditation of your heart can't be corrupt, and, and or it'll mat, or your, the words of your mouth will be corrupt, and so we're we're putting it together with our action, and we're doing things that that are the will of God. Amen. I like this. This isn't even close to what I thought. Thank you, Lord. Psalm one. And you know, sometimes we we. We think about things like the Bible studies. I mean, and people, you guys have all done things for the Lord too in your past that, that blessed you. It blessed you to be able to be a part of them. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I've, I've even told Kim, I said, man, it was fun. It would be good to go back and do that again. And God told me today, he said, if you'll just get the right heart, you're doing it right now. Because the heart is what you want. The, the heart is what it is about. It's not the action because it's the heart. The heart is why it was so good. And the heart mixed with the action made it God. We don't need the good old days. We need to be the good old person. Amen? Don't change who you were and you don't have to go backwards. Right? If you don't change who you were at that moment, you don't have to go backwards. That same love that I love those kids with, I can love everybody with. It it works on anybody who will take it. Some people like it. Some people don't. Still going to love them. Gives them an opportunity. Thank you, Lord. But 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 the but the change you, you can't changing. It's not the good old days. You're living in the good old days. They're the good new days. Just bring your heart from the good old days to the good new days, and you'll be just like you got home. Amen. Psalm one, verse one. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know, I've given myself more ungodly counsel than probably anybody else ever has. Right? Do you know that it's okay not to go to church is ungodly counsel. And people tell themselves that all the time. It's okay if I don't be nice to this person. It's okay if I do this. It's okay. You know, that is ungodly counsel. You're going to get way more ungodly counsel from yourself than you ever dreamed of getting from others. Right? Because your flesh... It don't care. It wants its way. And its way is not God's way. Your flesh and God are miles apart. Because your flesh wants to be selfish. God's love. 
So he's unselfish. Your flesh wants to do things its way. I know when I first came to here, I had been working for myself, and the ministry that I had been doing, I'd been doing for myself, and my flesh really got irritated when people started telling me what to do. And you know why people were telling me what to do? Because I needed it. You know, although the Bible says we're great, I was young and really inexperienced, and we did some dumb things. You know, we, we, we had some dumb ideas. Like, let's go cast this devil out of this person that's not even got a devil in him. You know, devil over here, devil over there, there's a devil over there. When you're young and dumb, you just think, that, oh, that's right. Anything's right. What I needed was some structure, and I got some, and my flesh doesn't like it. That's sometimes why people don't get on a team, right? <laughs> why do I got to get on a team? I don't like the teams. They tell you what to do. I signed up to be on the prayer team, and Mrs. Moore put me on the greeting team. I signed up, I signed up to, be, to be in the children's, and I'm on the clean team. <laughs> Maybe you needed some structure. Maybe you needed to have somebody tell you what to do and submit to it. I needed it. Amen? The teams are for more than you'd ever know. And there's nobody that we couldn't find a place for on a team. Amen? People say, "Ah, I'm too old. No, Miss Naomi's on a team. Amen? She's on the flower team. I see her all the time. Amen? She comes in and she serves. You're not too old. You're not too good looking. You're not too... Because if you were, I'd, I could for sure couldn't be on a team. If good looks had something to do with it, I could not be on a team because I'm way too good looking. And I got an amen right here. I got, I got one fan. If I only have one, I got her forever. Amen. All right, let's get, let's get off that ungodly, ungodly counsel. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of, of the scornful. But his delight, his desire, this goes right back to your heart. His desire, his heart, and in this day and time you'd say is in the Word of God. His heart is in the Word of God. And in that Word does he meditate day and night. Why? Because he wants the meditation of his heart and the words of his mouth to line up with what God's saying. Amen? And if you read, and we'll keep reading this actually, if we get the delight and we get the heart and we get the mouth, and now it says... And, and if he does that, if you get your, your heart, your mouth, all doing the same thing, get the word in your heart, get the word in your mouth, then you'll be like a tree planted by the river water that brings forth fruit in its season. His leaf also does not wither, and whatsoever he does. Now, if you don't do anything, it won't matter what you hear or say. Because only whatever he does prospers. This is a doer. And whatever he does is what prospers. And so if we get the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart in the same place, and then God says, okay, go do this. Why, why is it going to fail, Lord? I don't know how to do it. You do. It's in you. It's in you. Sometimes Mrs. Moore will text you, so you're ready for service. I'm like, it's in there. I put it all in. Because, you know, it's like baking a cake. You put every ingredient in there, you stir it up, and then you put it in the oven. It's in there. It's in there. And then you, then you hope how it comes out. Well, you know it's going to come out good because God's going to help you. Amen? And, and, and as we put the words in, 
and, and it's our heart to have those words, then God says, okay, do this. Or just whatever you do for the Lord, it's going to prosper. Amen? It's just like taking those 20 people to the restaurant or to the... It was a prosperous trip. Why? Because we blessed people. We blessed one another. We enjoyed time in the Lord together, and people saw it. And we had people come and say, where are you go to church? So, well, we go here, we go here, we go here, and we go here. They'd say, well, we want to try one of them. We'll say, come try this one. And they, we'd see them at church. Glory to God. That's the goodness of God. And, and that's the goodness of God being shown through his people. And, and for us to do these things, it starts in the church. And it is a representation of why the Moors had service teams started. It's, and, and they do faith for life classes. And they do other things in the church. They do them so that we can come together and, and know one another. Because it's, it's a fairly big church. It's not a huge church, but it's a fairly big church. And if you're going to get to know people, you're going to need to get outside of this chair. Amen? I mean, I've been standing at the door, uh, seeing people on Sundays, you know, sometimes now. And it's really nice because I get to see people that you don't see if you just sit in your chair. And we're seeing all kinds of people come back in. Amen? I'm going to tell you again, come back in. If you're watching online, come back in. Amen? We want to see you. I won't even hug you unless, unless you let me. <laughs> Amen? Whatever he does, if, as he's a doer, wow, we're only on the first page of notes. As he's a doer, and he does the things that God told him to do, then everything he does prospers. As, as we do those things with the, with the meditation of our heart and the words of our mouth, then the, the doer, the doing of it is always prosperous. It will always draw people to God. It, will all, it doesn't draw them to you. First they say, well, who are you? And we'll say, well, we, we know God. And like, oh, okay, I can understand that. I want to know God. What, what they want is they want a relationship with a God that brings people together like that. Amen? Because what he does is brings people together. You know that everybody in the church is a part of the church. Right? In this church, if you're a part of this church, you have a part in this church. Because he sets everybody in the body as he pleases. So everybody in this body, he'll set you in a place. (laughs) And if he sets you at an ear, be an ear. If he sets you at a foot, be a foot. But realize that the part you are is the part that he wants you to be. And that's where your grace is. And do do what he's graced you to do. Amen? (laughs) Some people like it. Some people don't. Matthew 21. God wants our heart. And our heart and our actions need to match. Amen? Matthew 21, 28. Jesus, he said, but what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first son, and he said, go work in my vineyard today. And I can see why this son said this, because this is like yard work. And this son said, I will not. I'm guessing this was an older son, is why he didn't get spanked and sent to the vineyard. (laughs) would be my only guess, because if my mom said, go mow the yard... And I said, I will not. Next thing I was doing was mowing the yard. I just had a few stripes on me at the same time. <laughs> She's in heaven, so you can't sue her. So, 
and you can't take me away from her. (laughs) And it helped me. (laughs) He said, I will not, but afterward repented. And that wasn't just changed his mind. He had a heart change. He, and this, this, is, this is where we're at. And this is why it said, okay, what manner of godly conversation and godliness should you be having at this point? And that's, he's saying, okay, check your heart on the things you do. Because you might be saying no before you know what I want you to do. And before you know better. Because he said no and then he thought, oh, that's my dad. He said, I know it's a help to him, and that's wrong for me to say no, and even if I don't like it, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so he went and did it anyway. You know what? He, he lined his words and his meditation up real quick, and he did, what, he did exactly what, he was, what his father wanted him to do. And his father was blessed because of it because he had another son that said, I will go, and never showed up. Now, i got to be honest with you, out of the two, if I'm waiting on a ride, I want the first one because the second one ain't coming to get you. You're going to be standing out in the rain, the sun, and everything. He's not coming. Why? He has no heart for, for his father whatsoever, and so he's willing not only to not do it but to lie. So he says, I won't do it or I will do it and then just not show up. And, and that's, that's no heart whatsoever. So his, his words and his heart didn't match, and so nothing good happened. When, when, we, when we, even if we miss it, if we'll come back and say, Lord, I, I know I missed it, Help, let me do this. Then the Lord will say, okay. How many know that guy went out to the vineyard that day? Yeah, the Lord still let him. Even though he said, I will not, he still let him. These are things that, that we have to be willing to tweak just that easy. That's what, that's what I was saying about the, the kids uh, the only different, if, if I would have been unwilling to do it, the only thing I needed to change was my heart. If, if you already had the obedience, just change your heart. If you're, if you're already doing what God said to do, change your heart to match your action and, and have it mean something eternal. Have it, me, have it mean something that will draw people in and, and make people better. Have it mean something that will do something for the kingdom of God. Give it value. Give your action value with your heart. Don't just do anything. Do it with all your heart. And, that, and that's what God asks us to do. And as a church, in the, in the teams, if you're doing the team, do it. You know, I watch these people clean with a smile on their face. I saw somebody mowing and smiling. Is that crazy? That's the joy of the Lord. It has to be. Amen? He can do these things. And you know what? I could mow and be happy if God told me to. I'm hoping he doesn't ask. But if he does, I'm going to tweak my heart and do it right. Because it's important. And it's not just important to get the lawn mowed. It's important for you, for me, to do it the way God asked to do it and to give our heart to him to do it with. And, and because if he can do that with you on a mower, he can do that with you in a restaurant. He can do that with you at a hospital. He can do that with you in a, in a boy's gym. He can do that with you anywhere. I was, I was driving down the road recently, and I passed by somebody, and God said, go back and bless them. And I thought, that's embarrassing. And it's not. That, that's a stu- See, that, there is an ungodly thought. 
right? That's ungodly counsel. So whenever your mind says, that's awkward, it's not awkward to God or he wouldn't ask you to do it. It's more awkward if you don't do it. And so I stopped and backed up. And, and I said, hey, and I gave him, gave him a little something and said, you know, God just told me to bless you. And, and they, they, they looked at me and started crying. Glory to God that I listened and, and did it with my heart. And, and, you know, I prayed for him and left. I didn't make him sit there and tell me what the, God didn't say sit here and tell, get him to tell you what's going on. He said, tell them you're there if they, need, if they need you. That's what I told him, and I left. And, and these, are things, these are things that God would do through us as individuals, but he would do it through us as a church. We could draw people, you know. We had somebody once say, you know what, they, they just didn't want to invite people to our church. And I forget why the reason was, but it wasn't good. Let's put it that way. You invite people to church no matter where you go. You want to know another ungodly counsel? There's not a church like yours in my area. Ooh, got on the internet there, didn't I? You don't need it. You know what church I went to before this one? It wasn't anything like this one. It was exactly like the one God told me to go to, though. And then my heart and my action lined up, and I went to that church. And I'm so thankful that I went to that church because I met half the people that were in my Bible study at that church. I met the man that introduced me to working with inner city kids at that church. That wasn't anything like what I was hearing from Brother Moore on the tapes I was getting every three, three months. But it was the church I was supposed to be in. And, you know, now those people are teaching some of the very things that I was telling them and they were saying, this guy's crazy. We're, we're around a crazy man. He thinks God's good all the time. He thinks he wants you rich. He wants you healed. This guy's crazy. We've, heard, we've been in church all our life and that's just not true. But now they're saying it. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because the goodness of God's truth, it's eternal. What the, anything else, is, it's going to fade away. It's based on the rudiments of man and, and, and human commandments. Anything that's based in that's not my experience. Like the minute somebody says, you think God heals all the time? I'm like, no, God's word says he heals all the time. Well, that's not my experience. The minute they say that, you know that what they believe is based on human command and has nothing to do with the word of God. Amen? But it also doesn't mean it's time to jump on them and say, oh, look at this verse, look at this verse, look at this No. They can't handle all that. They couldn't even handle the spoonful you fed, you fed them. They can't give them a shovel now. <laughs> what manner of holy conversation can they handle? What manner? It's, it's, not, it's not always what you think. It's give them what God gives you to give them. That's all he gave me to give that man that day. Give him this and tell, tell him that you told, I told you to bless him. That was all he said to do. He didn't say to do anymore. When I got in my truck, if he'd have said to go to more, I'd have awkwardly backed up and done it again. Amen? <clears throat> Mark 7. And this is what I'm talking about, Mark 7. It's also in Colossians 3 in a way. It's verse 6, it says, He answered and said unto them, Well, as Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their mouth and their hearts are not in the same spot. Well, their mouth is saying things that they, they're lying, 
right? And their heart is far from him. They're, they're flattering him over here. What? Impure heart, right? Wrong motives, wrong, wrong action. And, and so their action doesn't match their words because their hearts are far from him. Our actions will match our words when our hearts are close, when our hearts are close to the things of God, when we're pliable to what he's saying and we're, and we're, and we're ready to do the things he's asking us to do. And we're not only ready to do them, but we want to do them. Amen? And when we do that, then because these are, these are all, again, he said it right here. He said, they worship me in vain, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. So, so when you start doing this, you have to come up with a new religion because you, you can't teach the commandments of God and teach, and teach these things. You have to teach commandments of men. And so what they're doing is they're teaching for a, for a doctrine <clears throat> that this isn't my experience. I know you're saying, I know you tell me that God wants me well, but I've been sick. I know you're telling me that God wants my bills paid and that he meets all my needs according, but, but I'm broke. But, well, your mouth and your heart are in agreement the wrong direction. Get your mouth to quit saying I'm broke and get your heart to believe God loves you and start putting those together and keep putting them together and keep putting them together and, and believe in the goodness of God. And, and, and lives change that way. But, but if somebody just says, well, then you're stupid, forget it. Just go on and believe what you believe. You're stupid. You'll never get it. I'm glad somebody didn't do that to me because like I told you earlier, I was stupid. I mean, I, I had stupid in my middle name, I'm sure. I'm so thankful that God's merciful. Amen? Hebrews 10. <clears throat> see what we're going to miss on the last page. Ooh, that's good too. Mm. Glory to God. We'll come back sometime. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 10, verse 24. When we're in church... Or when we're not in church, this is what we should be doing. Right? It says, and let us consider. That, that's what I was saying earlier when, you say, when I said, do you see somebody that's not here right now? Consider them. Consider them. Don't, you know, don't think about everybody you can see right now. Think about everybody you can't see. There's a lot of people that aren't, haven't come back to church yet. Don't know what reason, but some haven't come back yet. Many have. It's been so good to see faces that we didn't get to see, and, and that was a good thing. But there's still so many that haven't, and there's still other people that aren't going to church anywhere. You know, we don't need to go to some other church and say, come, come to our church because it's better. But church, we need all the churches. We don't want, we're not trying to get rid of churches. We're trying to get unchurched people churched. But, but, but we've got to love them and get them to want to be in church. Not tell them, oh, you're going to hell. Phew, you don't go to church? Mm -hmm. You are going to hell like ain't nobody ever went to hell. You're going to hell. No. We tell them it's a good God that loves them. And they can know more about him. They can know more of him. They can see the characteristics in his goodness if they'll come in. And they won't just see it and hear it from the pulpit. They'll hear it from the people. Why? Because that's what we're doing. We're, we're trying to figure out how we can spur one another on yeah. 
What was it? Hebrews 10? And look at it in the NIV. NIV. Debbie just told me that the NIV was messed up right now. But, oh, good. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Because that's what we're doing. You spur one another on to do what we're doing. Right? What, what are, what's a church to do? Here's the two things a church is designed to do. Love and good works. That, that's what a church is designed to do. And, and, and then it says don't, get, don't, don't give up the meeting. Uh, yeah, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit. Of, you get in a habit. That's why I didn't go to church for so many years. You know what? I got in the habit of not. And then I, then I made excuses why it was okay. And then I got so far out that, man, I didn't want to go back because it was going to be embarrassing. I'm glad that I got embarrassed one day and went back. Amen? <clears throat> Not give up the meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And back to step back to Second Peter. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Why? Because as you see the day approaching, it becomes more important. The church becomes more important. The body of Christ becomes so valuable in this earth because we're where people need to look to when they're having problems. We're who they need to run to to look for something better, to hear something good, to get somebody to love them and not give them a head full of junk that makes no difference, but give them a heart full of love that will fix them. Amen? And, and we, as we see the day approaching, just like in Second Peter, but the day of the Lord is coming. And it is coming. And as we see the day approaching, let's encourage one another all the more and let's, let's find those people that haven't gotten back yet and encourage them. Say, oh, we miss you. We miss you. You're such a big part of what we do. Come back. Come in. Let's do this. The world's waiting. And the church is who wins them. And we're not going to win them sitting in these pews. We're going to win them getting out of them and acting just like we act when we're in them. It's easy for us to love one another right here. Right? This is like a love fest. Man, I, I can't see one person in here I don't love. If I did, I couldn't say right now because I love everybody. <laughs> that was a trick. <laughs> This is a love fest, but we're to take this love fest to the world. And, and as we see the day approaching, it's more important us to think about our manner of conversation, our manner of godliness. How do we act and react to everything that's going on around us? Whether somebody says, what do you think about this in the news? You say, I think God's good. Right? We prayed about that on Wednesday night. We're looking for something better. Amen? We have an answer to why? Because we have the God of the answer. And we bring peace to the person that has the problem because they've been watching too much news. That's why it's not good to watch so much news, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> if you just turn it on for like two minutes and read the little scrolly thing at the bottom, you'll catch up on the, on the whole soap opera. <laughs> you'll be over right then. Right? He stole this. He did that. He's going here. Lawyer's over here. Bed people here. I don't know what this is. Okay, we're in. Right? We don't need that. Here's our news. It's all good. Got the Good News Gazette right here. Huh? The day is approaching, but good news. 
The church is still alive. The church is full of love. The church is together as one. And the church is ready to love you. It's ready to be what God said it to It's It's got a godly conversation and a godliness that you can see and feel and grab hold of. And it will always be there for you. Glory to God. Stand up to your feet. We'll skip the last page of notes for today. Now I know how Brother Moore feels. I thought I didn't have enough when I got to going. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm not harping on being on a team or not. I'm telling you, God put those in place. Whether it's a parking lot team, and I've watched them interact, and they love each other. And you know what else the parking lot team does? They notice when people aren't here. Why? Because they let them out of their car. They love them. They notice when somebody maybe didn't look like they were that happy when they walked into church today, and then the greeters catch the same thing. And, and then the ushers might see the same thing. And if we work together with these teams, and, and, and one thing, you know, even the grounds, maybe somebody just saw how pretty it was, and it, and it made them happy. You know, sometimes it makes me happy every time I see it because I didn't have to do it. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Both churches are beautiful on the grounds. And I'm thankful that there are people that God's called into those areas, in, in every area, in the children's department. These people give their heart and their action to everything they're doing in there. The clean team, they'll, they'll sit there and they'll roll these chairs and you'll, you watch them and they're smiling when they do it. And they're happy to be here. And, and, and Richard and Marcia, they're just nice people. Man, you want to get on a team? You don't even have to sign up. You just come in. They'll find you something to do because it's a big place. We can do some cleaning. Amen? Don't, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. That doesn't just mean come to church on Sunday. Let's assemble ourselves together in other, other ways. Let's, let's on the clean team, on the parking lot team, outside the church. Whoa, what if you said, hey, we're all going over here after service. Okay, we'll, we'll meet you there. And all the next thing you know, you fill the whole restaurant up with, it's a Faith Life Church restaurant all of a sudden. And you're in there talking about how good God was because that's just what you heard about. And you're eating this food and feeding that food. And somebody's getting blessed. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You got a song? Thank you, Lord. Make me.